Welcome, welcome to the Anchor.com, the AnchorFM.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard from all around the world, from your bedroom, bathroom, living room, any room your heart so desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a band that definitely made some headway on the R&B, then later in the pop world, and was an unlikely band when you think about their you know, how they started off and then was dominant in the adult contemporary charts, which just goes to show you that versatility and finding the right musical formula that you have no limits and talk about a band that really, you know, had some very distinctive cuts. I mean, you know, when I think about this band, uh, remember the vocals and just, they had a, they had a real interesting vibe about them. Um, like a lot of they had a female lead vocalist and then there's the band. And a lot of those bands were very much influenced by Rufus and Shaka Khan and they were no different at the start. But, you know, they kept finding a way to uh, expand their horizons and they they struck payday with some songs that definitely spoke to people. And they went into some uncharted territory too, but it worked out well for them. Um, just very distinctive and it was a catchy sound, um, and it worked, you know, it was like I said before, it was very interesting how, you know, how you see where a band goes from here to there, and how their career goes from one extreme to another, so they are a good example of that. The band I am talking about is Atlantic Star, and one of the first songs I'm going to talk about is Always, and Always was a huge crossover hit, and let me fill people in, back in the day, talking about the 80s, for instance. I'm not going to even lie. Music was like apartheid. I mean, black radio, white radio. And if you hit, you know, it was really up to the DJ. Songs had to really hit. And Atlantic Star is like something that was really amazing with that because once they started to cross over, they had some big, gigantic crossover hits, which you didn't see that necessarily coming when they first emerged. But again, you never know how an act is going to be just a matter of getting an opportunity and always was a slow cut and it was one of those kind of songs that it just hit the right audience at the right time you know it's all about having the right song right place right time it's just everything has to kind of like fall in line and fall into place and um, it definitely fell into place with what they were doing so you know it just you know you just knew that when you heard it, it was gonna be that's you know it was just like that truth it was just like really distinctive so always was that cut the next cut that I dug from them sin for me this was a very bass heavy on an R&B groove but I always liked the vocals on it I liked the the way the vibe was on it like the production the arrangement was really nice and I just liked the tone of it and it was one of the most soulfulest cuts you know um, it had an it was like a dope it was a dope R&B radio Midnight Storm type of songs, if you know what I mean about the Quiet Storm, Midnight Storm. It was a late night slow jam, and it was definitely on point, you know. So it's just definitely one of them songs that, uh, you know, you're definitely going to groove to. And um, it just, it you know, again, they had a way of bringing that kind of vibe and aura, and it just, you know, just hit the spot, so... That was the cut. That was definitely a smooth cut. I really liked the way that song was, and I liked the arrangement of it. 
The next cut that I liked a whole lot is Freakuristic. And this one came out in 85, and it was it was more straight ahead, more of a groove. It was electrophonic funk for them, and it had more of a very distinctive groove to it. Um, and it caught on, you know, it was like kind of a little bit different for them. But it, it was catchy, you know, and you have to always have a cut like that. You know, back in the day, that was required to have like a up-tempo and then a slow jam. So if you were doing one or more than the other, you had to have one or the other in your catalog to to get your credibility. You know, you had to have that you had to have that hood pass. You had to have that round the way cut. You know, it couldn't be all one thing. And so this was one of those cuts that kind of had some bump to it. It knocked a little bit. It was it definitely had an interesting groove to it. And um, that one was cool. The next cut that I I dug by them. Um, was Silver Shadows. Silver Shadows was an interesting groove. It had a very, the way the tone was, the way the song was done with the background vocals and how the chorus came up. And I always thought that song was pretty cool. It's like one of those real catchy songs and one of those songs you could kind of like kind of float and vibe with. And I really liked the harmony of it. I thought it was just really on point. And, um, you know, again, they had they had a very interesting way of that they what they did with vocals and they just hit with a certain that song just kind of hit it was catchy it was catchy you know you find yourself singing the chorus a lot and that was one of the things that that stood out about that song I really liked the vocals on it a whole lot so that one was cool the next cut I liked was when love calls this one had a very much a Rufus and Shaq Khan had a very much a Shaq Khan influence vibe about it, but it was a catchy song, and it had a it had a cool groove to it. You know, it was just like one of them songs that kind of just went straight into the pocket, and it was one of those songs that had a nice layer and groove to it. So you know, and they had some songs that were just like that. You know, they had some songs that weren't as you know they were pretty straightforward. But it was like one of them songs that you could, um, you know, just kind of just get into and just kind of vibe to it, you know. And um, they definitely balanced you out with grooves and up-tempo, so that was tight. The next song that I dug by them was Circles. And this one was a real catchy groove. And I think I liked the arrangement of the song a lot. I thought it had a nice bump and feel to it. I thought it was definitely, you know, it was like one of them songs that you could just, you know, you could definitely hear the chorus and I like the way the music, the, the arrangement was going. So, um, you know, they just really, like I said before, uh, one of those bands that you just, you know, you can definitely get into their vibe and and they really had catchy songs you know and so this was another one of them sing-alongs and they always had like a song that was kind of like that you know they kind of had a song that you kind of like was just kind of feeling and this was one of them songs like that so uh, I like that one a lot I really did the next cut that I like by Atlantic Star was If Your Heart Isn't In It I always loved the arrangement of that I loved the horn part of it I, I thought, and I thought that it was something about the chorus that made me think of Earth, Wind, and Fire because I thought when he said a fragile situation, I really liked that vocal run of it. Um, you know, it was a it was a real grown folk type of cut. I really liked the harmony of it. 
It's an underrated song by them too, because some of their other songs got more play, but this one was tight. I definitely like that. The next cut that I like by Atlantic Star was Secret Lovers. This came out in 85. And you know, Creeping on the Low didn't quite have a term back then, but this was like one of them songs that became an anthem. It's funny how this song just became like, there were Creeping songs back in the day, but there's something about how this one just was like an anthem. And it was so smooth how they did it too. You know, cracks me up. Uh, it just had a, a, a it trust me how the song just, you know, it just took a life of its own. But it's catchy and it's well sung and the arrangements are really nice. And it was really one of them songs where you, you know, when you hear it, it's almost like a sing-along. That's that's how crazy the song just took off. I mean, it just, it really had a life of its own, indeed. Really a life of its own. It's one of them songs where you're just like singing along to it and you know what it's about. But yet you're like, man, this song is tight, you know, so. The next cut, the main, my favorite cut though that I want to talk about, Atlantic Stars, Touch a Four Leaf Clover. I always loved the bass on that song. I thought that song was tight in the pocket. And I loved the vocals on that song. I just loved it. I can listen to that song. And it has such an honest vibe about it. And the sound just takes you back. I mean, the way the bass grooves on that song, the way the song is layered, it just really is something else. So I definitely dug that cut. Wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for another, and please feel free to share with me your favorite Atlantic Star song, live performance video, or albums. And just because a song or album is older does not mean you can't hear something new in it, because Atlantic Star definitely had a lot of different things going on where people were definitely checking out their music, you can tell. Keep it funky, keep it on the one, be safe out there, be careful out there, and if you get a chance, peep out some of Atlantic Star's records. They definitely were an interesting band and they definitely left a mark. Until next time, I'm out. Peace.